This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hey there, it's Keen. Thank you for listening to this bonus content exclusive to Headstuff Plus. Uh, that means you support Sissy That Pod. Thank you very much for that. It means a lot. James thanks you too, even though he's not here at the moment. Uh, so this episode basically is just a few excerpts of conversations that we had that didn't make the episode. So we did a sort of continuous segment where we... Once we finished recording the episode, we asked our guests a question from Vogue, 69 questions to get to know your best friend, and just had an idea where the conversation went. Some of them went nowhere, some of them were really interesting, so we're, we've, we've edited that for you to just share with you the more interesting ones. So we're going to hear uh, some, for something from James Patrice, Rodrigo Turnerboy is going to tell us about some books that were impactful for him. Sadie Jean is going to tell us about her ideal breakfast. And Viola Gavis is going to tell us about one of her most difficult goodbyes. So yeah, it's going to get emotional. It's going to be lighthearted. A mix of everything. Hopefully it'll keep you bolstered until there's an actual real episode of Sister Pod on your feed. So yes, thank you for supporting us. Let's get on with the episode. So James, can you please tell us if you wish mm-hmm. to share with us? Do you like roller coasters? <laughs> I hate them. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, it's the fear. I, I'm like I'm six foot two as well, so I'm always afraid that that stupid strip of a barrier is going to lift oh, yeah. up mm. any moment. I'm petrified of it. And yeah, I just, I feel like I need to vomit after them. I'm not good with those things. It's like you know when people at Halloween choose. To be chased around the field. Yeah, see, that's what uh, I was going to ask. Are you with, like one of those adrenaline junkies that you're just like? No, I, I hate queen, it so no. much. I, I absolutely abhor it. And I remember I, I, I did a job a few years ago on one of those Halloween things, mm. and it was like to go and and be, be filmed going around. It. I remember I was like to my age, I was like, I know you don't understand. I'm going to shit myself. And she was like, Yeah, but it's fine. It'll be fine. It's grand. And I remember, like, they had to tell the, the actors, like, yeah, just be, yeah, you know, when you see James, just maybe be a bit, you know, a bit, a bit softer on him, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I remember then I brought my sister who was worse than me and one of the actors, like, I think their pinky finger may have grazed off her shoulder and Jesus Christ almighty. I mean, the, <laughs> the, the actor broke character. And said, he was like, I'm just trying to do my job, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Because we were both screaming our heads off at this poor young man who who had a Halloween gig, you know? So yeah, I I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be an adrenaline chunky. Uh, Do you know know what my adrenaline is? Pennies in 60 minutes. That's my adrenaline. (laughs) With a flat white. Have you been to the the 24-hour pennies yet? No, because it's, I think it's John Jerome and, is it Liffey Valley? Blanchard's Or it would be Blanche, yeah. Liffey See, Valley I, maybe, I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm a pavilion son. Mm, so yeah. it's Pavs, that's me. The yeah, 5K, that's the do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, even though it's not back and open. Like I, 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 I was over there the other week getting something I was pining looking through the windows in, into pennies, oh. you know. Uh, so yes, my adrenaline would be that, not roller coasters. Do you guys like roller mm. coasters? 
Uh, no, I, I would be I, a bit of an adrenaline junkie now. I, I, I really just like them. I had, there's some friends of mine, we had like a tradition every Christmas of going to Thunderland. Oh yeah, lovely. And we would, I, I would, I would like be forced to get onto the, uh, to, to get onto those, those like big ride things, which I always hated doing. And there was this one year, so I was, I was much heavier at the time. And I remember standing in the queue and I didn't want to get on the thing. And I got up to it and the guy like literally was like, he tried to put the thing on. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, you're, you're too heavy to get on the ride. Like you're, you're oh, too big. God. I, honestly, I was like, I was delighted, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, other people would take this moment and bury themselves in shame, but I was like, yeah, that's right, that's it. I'm too fat for the ride. I'm going to stand over there. Can't do it. <laughs> Sorry, guys, you were thrilled. Jasper, Jasper, we would like to know to help us understand and get to know you better. Which celeb would you want as your BFF and why? Oh shit! I would love Michelle Obama to be my BFF. You know, if 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 we, if I can think big, I mean, I think go as big know? as you want. Because then, because they're not only. I mean, because I'm a politics freak. So if I get to be Michelle's BFF, that also means I get to have dinner with Barack sometimes. But I would <laughs> want to be friends with her. Like I would, yes. I would, you know, yes. So yeah, Michelle Obama. That would be, yeah, that would be exactly what you want. Is she your ultimate like documentary subject, or would you have others? Uh, yes, like- I mean, I would. I would already love to like. Um, uh, uh, yes, absolutely phenomenal. I would already love to do something with Kamala Harris in the White House right now. Like, that would be, I mean, this is like, we're thinking really big now, but yeah. <laughs> it's, good, it's good to think big. You have to be a bit delusional, no? <laughs> Just ask Candy Muse. Other, other than, um, other than Drag Race, though, so is, is, other than Drag Race, politics is your kind of, your, your area you like to do Yes, I studied political science and American studies and all that. Yes, I'm totally, like, yes, political yeah. freak. I don't, I don't even know how I ended up with drag queens. <laughs> I mean, it's a politics in and of itself. <laughs> yes. And, and is, is Dutch politics anyway exciting? I've Not interesting to... at all, no. <laughs> but my friend oh my told me God, he's living over the there. Worst. He said the whole cabinet, uh, like one day the whole cabinet. Whatever, they could dissolve the cabinet again. And then like, no, no, it's actually, listen, it's a much more healthy political system because it's a coalition government. So there's a lot of parties and no part. It can, it's not like America where one party gets full yeah. control. Like you have mm-hmm. to form a coalition. You have to make compromises. And therefore there's not a lot of scandal. And like, and like the country actually runs. Yeah. And in America, it's one takes all, so it can be a fucking disaster. Look at the past four years, yeah. um, and and like and now we're sort of hopeful again, but you don't know what's going to happen in four years. Um, uh, but it's just much, much more fascinating to watch and follow because because yeah. the stakes are so high, you know. And I just yes. feel stuff in America. It's just I feel the way their system works just makes amazing television. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No. Literally. Yes. Yeah, and it is. I mean, it's ridiculous that the election takes two fucking years, and like the t- mm. like people on TV won't be able to talk about anything else. But they're already talking now. You turn on TV, like presidential hopefuls are two thousand twenty four. I'm like, can we fucking not, please? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have to say, I watched your your Instagram video on like the day that Biden was announced oh, the winner. Um, yeah. And I just had to like, it just looked. I'm like, I was stuck in my house in Dublin, not allowed to leave because of lockdown, but it just looked like such a nice atmosphere and just looked so jubilant. And it was and, unbelievable. Yeah, I was yeah. so jealous that I was there. Yeah. What was it like to be in? Oh my God, it was fucking phenomenal. Like, I, I was in New York and um, the second it got called, uh, I was in the shower actually, which like I had been watching TV the whole fucking, whole fucking week I was following it. And I was kind of like, <laughs> I'd never done this, but I was doing like little, like, li- like live videos, like explaining to people what was happening. I was like fully nerding out. And then, um, 
the election got called and I was in the shower, but then, and, and I started hearing pots and pans, like people, I was like, and oh I knew God. exactly what was going on. I was like, fuck. Like people were like doing pans outside of their windows. Mm-hmm. And then I rushed out of the shower, put on my clothes and I went outside and I jumped in a cab to go to my friend who I had been watching it with the whole week. And there's like the whole, like you saw everyone coming out of their houses. People started like screaming, celebrating everything. And then just everyone, uh, or like in the area where I was, everyone went to Washington Square Park and it turned into a huge party the whole day yeah. long. And my friend James bought flowers and was handing it out to people. It just like, it literally felt like the end of the war almost. Cause that, it was a, such a relief for people. Yeah. And we had been in like, I, I kind of knew I was going to go the right way after the election, but people had been so tense. Like, is it gonna, like people wouldn't actually believe that it was going, gonna go the right way. So it just truly was like an absolute, such an iconic relief moment. Yeah. Um, I was so happy I was there. Yeah, no, it, it looked amazing. And also just like seeing everyone out, seeing people congregating together, looking so happy. I was just like, I miss that and the world. Sun. I miss <laughs> that world. And, yeah, it was a beautiful day. The sun was out. Like, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, but Rodrigo, what book has had, what book has impacted you the most? Okay, what book has impacted me the most? Um... I like Was believe it or not, like, Lawrence Cheney through. Yeah. <laughs> this is fitting I for wish. the library challenge, right? Reading is <laughs> fundamental. Yeah, yeah, literally, like reading the Bible. My granny probably would be very happy with that answer. Um, <laughs> a book, like let me think, because I I read a lot of stuff, but like usually I'm like I I love I love crime and you know and that sort of thing. So it's they, they don't really inspire you, but there's a, a writer called Paulo Coelho. Uh, it's like well-known all over the world and he wrote a version of the secret and that was one of the books that really really impressed me because uh, it talks about you know all those i don't know mindful you know state uh, and, and and things like that i just i like when i read something like this i'm very energetic and you know full of life all the time so when i i'm reading something that reminds me that sometimes i just have to breathe you know and yeah. count and take it easy like the book that he wrote, I think, you know, was um, was something that helped. Probably didn't change my life, but definitely helped me somehow. Well, I suppose it probably helped a lot in the last year where kind of there's been a lot of that time for quiet contemplation. And, and you seem very skills. positive and really sort of like positive minded. So <laughs> yeah. that's the Yeah, like it's, I, I, I do. I genuinely, I feel like I'm a very positive person. Like I, I didn't let yeah. myself down with lockdown. I just refuse. I think, you know, life is just so hard anyways. Uh, why would you just yeah. like, you know, drop the ball and very last minute? No, I don't know. Just go with the flow. You know, do things like these. I've just met two lovely people, you know. And yeah, so life is beautful. I shouldn't be complaining. Well, that sounds great. Yes. James, James <laughs> what would your answer be? Uh, well, given that I'm such a terrible reader, mine would definitely be Mariah Carey's autobiography. I was going to say that as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> which is the only book I've read in the, the last five years. The way she overcame her challenges with Tommy Matola has really inspired me. <laughs> I am actually reading a book right, right now. It's, uh, do you know Gisele Bündchen? Do you know the, the model, the Brazilian model? She was in Victoria's Secret. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Giselle, yeah. Uh, the Brazilian yeah. one, yeah. Like Giselle, yeah. That's how you say it. We say Giselle. Giselle Bündchen. Oh, apologies. Uh, Giselle. I didn't mean to correct you there. I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I was you're right, for James. that's yeah. how we say. <laughs> but uh, uh, so I'm, I'm reading her biography. 
I got as a gift and I don't usually go for that sort of thing, but I ha I'm doing like um, speech therapy, you know, lessons online, uh, one of the lessons online I'm doing. And then, uh, you know, I have to read something because that book was sitting there for like, I don't know, five years. I hope the person mm. who gave me the gift is not listening to the podcast. <laughs> I shouldn't have started that conversation, but anyway, hopefully not. <laughs> uh, and I'm reading that at the moment because every time I finish a lesson, I have to read you know, a couple of pages. So I'm reading that. But biography, especially from a model, not my thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have to say mine would be um, Invisible Women. I don't know if you've ever read it or heard of it, but it's like a fact-based no. book about how the world and how it's because it's designed by men how the world we live in lets women down in the worst case like makes mm -hmm. life more difficult for them but in or in the best case in the worst case like makes like kills them and it's just really interesting mm -hmm. how you walk around like how i've looked at the world like oh mm. there's a street light there but there isn't a street light there how parks are laid out how phones are too big for women's hands like there's just so many things that really made me reassess my approach That's quite i would like to read that yeah invisible yeah, women okay uh caroline criado perez is the woman she's english and it's called invisible women okay it's definitely worth reading. Interesting. Mm. I'll look and it up. I like that I'm sort just, of thing. I'm just starting to read uh, Gemma Collins' autobiography, yeah. the second one. From one diva to another. <laughs> From an invisible woman to a very, very visible Omnipresent, woman. Omnipresent, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sergine, what do you usually have for breakfast? <laughs> what do I usually have for breakfast? <laughs> well, uh, a sugar-free Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> two cups of coffee uh, five cigarettes <laughs> and a croissant to top yeah. it down <laughs> you are the caffeine queen right i am the caffeine queen that's why i'm so so energetic and always shaking people think that i'm always so hangover but it's just from waking up <laughs> but do you do you have a particular morning routine or is it just like crawl out of bed out to the kitchen get those red bulls i wake up and then i hate the world for the first five minutes then i go to my fridge go to my fridge get my red bull put my coffee machine on go out, have a cigarette, post my first thing on Instagram, open grinder, and then, um, yeah, <laughs> have my coffee and, uh, yeah, start the day. Then when, 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 when I post my first thing on Instagram and grinder is open, I can start my day and I love the world. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of, was it Marilyn Monroe who was asked, like, what do you wear in bed? And she was like, Coco Chanel number five. I like the idea of people asking, oh, Sadie Jean, what do you wear in bed? And you're like, Red Bull. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> there, there, there we go <laughs> so veda i i i'm doing this on my computer where i don't have my randomizer so you can't actually see the oh, randomizer okay. but I, I i can assure you that this question has been randomly selected the uh the adjudicators have confirmed <laughs> uh, veda <laughs> Would you like to tell us who do you look up to most and what qualities do you love about that person? Ooh. Oh my goodness. This is one of That's... RuPaul's trademark vulnerable moments, all right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a homosexual Irish male, so, you know, my mammy. But... <laughs> There's a nice, safe answer. You know, I look up to so many people. I think, you know, um, I'm going to say... 
Justin Vivian Bond is who oh, yeah. I look up to most. Like, mm-hmm. she's my sister, and she's my friend, and she's one of the people I love most. But she also is very much my big sister. She's smarter and more talented and, and, um, and a lot deeper than I am. <laughs> and, and I feel like as an activist and as an artist, everything that she has done is so important, important to me and important to lots of people, mm. especially trans people. And um, yeah, you know that she created the mix, the MX option. No, I didn't. Yeah. She did, yeah. And it's become a huge thing where even recently yeah. Gucci launched it on their website as one of their options and collections and MX collection. And Mm. it's become a huge thing that's recognized all over the world and websites all over the world. And that's just one of the things that she does. Like she's a singer and an actress and model, (laughs) but you know, she of course is famous for short bus and for Kiki and Herb and for, you know, selling out Carnegie hall and all of these Mm. things that it's just amazing for a queer performer to have, achieved mm-hmm. on their own steam on their own terms yeah. yeah and apart from that like we drink and laugh and kiki together and she's just someone that has been such a blessing in my life so i'm gonna go with vivian that's a great answer i mean she's one of those people who like once you pass the veil from like mainstream hetero world into the queer world she is like up there but everyone outside the veil doesn't really appreciate her for what she has done you know yeah yeah well Hopefully more people will appreciate her as time goes on. There's been a lot of opportunities these days for trans artists. And Mm, I know that she'll have more opportunities again soon, you know, because she's just such an important person Mm -hmm. in that community, in our community. What has been the hardest goodbye of your life? These are going deep. (laughs) My, the one that like, I, the one that I didn't know was going to be a goodbye was leaving the George. Yeah. The last time I was in the George was Valentine's Day and me and my best friend got absolutely intoxicated and it was, (laughs) and we were like, okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be back at the end of March. Yeah. And that is, I remember that, I remember that, that, that week where we were kind of getting, and that you are right. That was such, that is such a hard, the, the goodbyes when you don't realize that this is going to be the last time. And you didn't know. There. And then we were like, oh, we're just going to be going to 66 until then. And then the last night out was uh, when they announced that like, okay, we're going into lockdown. I was literally in 66 standing next to Pixie and Pixie turned and I was like, did you hear we're going into lockdown for two weeks? Two fucking weeks. Leo lied to us. <laughs> oh, we were so innocent. I know. We were so innocent. So, so talk us through your, your ideal night out in the George. Like, are you are you straight on the dance floor? Are you chilling with some drinks first? Are you upstairs? Are you downstairs? Where are you going? I know. I know. Viola, you are sitting in there. You're in that middle. You're in that middle part of of Jurassic Park, sitting between, so you can get a good chat in with everyone. <laughs> Someone has to pay I, for those wigs. <laughs> look, I was okay. The first time I ever went in there, me and my friend went in the back. So I actually was on my way to pick up a wig from Chanel, and she was upstairs getting ready. And the only way to get in was through um, Jurassic Park. And me and my best friend had never been in there. We walked in. When I tell you, we felt everybody's heads just turn and look at us, and we were like. Oh shit! <laughs> like, and then we're like, I was like, just put your head down and walk. Just walk. Don't even, don't even say it. And then we went in, walked in, and then we had to walk out through that way again. And then when we were walking out, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna put my head up and I'm just gonna 
strut. And then Struts. I did. I was like, <laughs> and so my ideal, like, um, it's either going to be pre-drinks in mine or my friend's house or in 66 or Pinty, one of them. Yeah. And then it usually ends up saying, oh, no, we're just going for a few drinks. We're not going to go out. And then, it's, you know, it's usually midweek, like a Wednesday or a Thursday. And we're like, no, 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 we're behaving. We'll get the last bus home. And then we're there. We're like, do you want to go to the George? Do you want to just go? <laughs> or like, we'll just go. You just go watch the show when we'll leave. Okay, sure. <laughs> This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.